For today's My Tennis Journey, we welcome Katie Wilson. Following a really successful junior career where she competed on a county, regional, national stage, Katie went on to represent Derbyshire. She's now the joint county captain. She's also, uh, as we'll hear later, an ambassador for the LTA LTA She Rallies Initiative. And she's an inspirational coach. And as you'll hear, Katie has a really inspirational tennis story. So Katie, Katie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Doing fine. How are you? Very good. Very good. So tennis-wise, was it love at first sight? Did you enjoy it right away? Um, yeah, so my my mum started kind of my tennis journey. Um, we were kind of messing around in the garden with one of them pink plastic rackets <laughs> and a ball. And my mum was like, Katie, just let this bounce and hit it. And I did. And she was like, oh, OK. And then she went, just throw it up in the air and hit it out the air, Katie. And I just kind of went, OK, yeah, and did it. So she went and got my dad and was like, should she be able to do this? Um, and he went, I'll take her to tennis when she's six. So that was that was it, really. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you then? So I was four at the time. Um, and I think my dad and family just kind of got the understanding that you don't really do that kind of sport till you're six. So um, we didn't live far from the Watch On Tennis Club, oh. which is obviously now not a tennis club. Um, but yeah, so we went there when I was six. And um, apparently as soon as I came back, I went, when can I go again? So yeah, yeah I think it probably was love at first sight. <laughs> did you try other sports? Was that... Um, yeah, I did a bit of dance, a bit of gymnastics, um, but kind of bat and ball wise, no, nothing until I picked the tennis racket. And away you went. And so starting off at six, playing the game down at Watchorn, um, when did you move to competing? What sort of age? Um, I started playing for the Watchorn um, as a child. Uh, I think I was about eight years old. Um, so I went and uh, did the kind of competitions that the children do now, you know, if they play for Church Broughton or Woodlands. Um, yeah, we kind of had those at that age. So, yeah, straight away. Yeah. And then did you start competing, you know, more around the circuit? Were you moving quite quickly? Yeah. So um, I played a lot from kind of nine, ten years old. Um, and it just it just carried on from then, really. Yeah. I mean, as a tennis parent, I'm always trying to judge the balance on the, the number of tournaments for our, our children to play. Did you play a lot of tournaments when you were young? Yeah, uh, I probably we probably travelled to a tournament uh, three weekends out of the four um, from quite a young age. Um, and it just became routine, really. Yeah, and that was Derbyshire and beyond? Yeah, Derbyshire, Nottinghamshire. Sometimes we'd go um, quite far. I remember we did every year. We took a trip up to Scotland to play a tournament there. Um, so, yeah, but no, yeah. Now, you know as well as I do, you know, competitive tennis can be a really tough sport. Um, and particularly when you're a young, you know, you're a relatively young child there. How, how did you deal with the defeats at that point? Um, so I can't remember really when I was young how I dealt with the losing. So I, I my mum and dad say that I was 
fine losing if I lost to one of my friends. So if I lost to somebody I liked, um, I didn't have a problem with it, which is quite funny. But if I lost to someone who I didn't like, um, then I, I used to have a massive problem with it. I used to be in the car crying. It would take me a few days to get over it. So it wasn't necessarily losing as a whole. It was who I lost to was the problem. And do you reckon, like, has that experience helped you when it comes to, you know, advising the players which you coach now? You know, has it, has it, has it helped you prepare them? Because we're going to lose her if we're tennis players. We are going to lose at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. I think I try and tell players that, you know, if, if you do your best, then that's it, really. If, if you don't think you played as well as you could have done, then, yeah, you might, you need to work on it. You, you almost have the right to be angry because you know what you can do. Um, but if you've tried as hard as you can, then, you know, you've probably played well. You've just lost to someone who was better on the day. So true. Give your all, that's all you can do, whatever you're doing, isn't it? Yeah. What you're doing in your life. Give it your all. Come on. Um, so playing for the county, when was your first experience of playing for Derbyshire? Um, I think I was about 10. I think I played um, under 10's County Cup um, and I've played every year since then. Wow. Actually. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? So, I mean, clearly playing for your county means a lot to you. Yeah, massively. Um, I think it was, it's one of those things that you catch up with people who are, you know, the same as you. They're out playing their own tournaments and they're doing their own thing. But you know that every year you will see them in a county cup team, whether, you know, um, they're playing that year or they're not. Um, some of my county team now... I met at under 12's County Cup and, and that's how our friendship has, has formed, really. Do you know, it's amazing, isn't it? The friendships that can form through playing for your county and, and actually in, in life when you're growing up to have a number of different friendship groups, it's nice at times just to be able to go, actually, no, I'm going to go and see my tennis mates today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And that's something you're still doing, isn't it? With, uh, you know, those those girls that you met at 12 now the women you, you're still going out and hitting with them and friendships for life huh? yeah yeah um it's funny as well because we were only saying the other day that um age wise we're not all exactly the same age um you know uh mills is a little bit younger uh louise and that are a few years older but because we've all came through the same team um but we're still friends and it's it's funny because like we'll be celebrating birthdays that were, you know, three years younger than us, but that's how it is. So important as well because tennis can be such a gladiatorial sport. Yet to get to come together as a team, you know, this stuff's important to play with these guys, isn't it? So you're not always playing against them. You're on the same team. Yeah. Proudest moment as a junior player is the one that stands out. Um, I had a really good year um in 2010 I think um I had a really good summer I, I won a, a bunch of tournaments um beat people I shouldn't have beaten um and then at the end of the year obviously the end of summer's always county closed um and that year kind of topped it off because I went and won the Brahma so that was the year I got the Brahma trophy um and yeah it was yeah great year but that was probably the icing on the cake, really. 
you look back, I know when I was doing my research for this interview in 2010, you really won everything. You know, it, it was uh, it was tournaments where you were playing regional, national ranked players and you were just winning. You were just winning. What was so right for 2010? You got to bottle it. And what was it? Yeah, I have I have no idea. I, I was talking to my dad. I was like, what did we do anything different that year? Um, and he was like, no, um, you just you just played, you just played a lot. Um, and I think by that point, I'd kind of really almost stopped cruising, like stopped thinking, oh, it's just another tennis match. I got this kind of need to want to win and want to prove, you know, that actually, yeah, I, I am up there. I am at that level. Um, so yeah, so I think that's all that happened really. But yeah, it was an unbelievable year really. There's a coach I really respect called Alistair Hyam, and I know he's written a lot about momentum, and it, and you see it in other sports, don't you? Once you build momentum, you keep winning. You can keep winning. You just get into gear, and away you go. Yeah, really. Definitely, now, definitely. I mean, all the way through this, Katie. I mean, I only really sort of found this out more because of the research I was doing. But all the way through this, these incredible achievements. You know, you had cystic fibrosis. You know, it's a condition that causes a persistent lung infection. I mean, how hard was it to balance managing having cystic fibrosis whilst competing at a really high level of tennis? Um, I think it always depended on, um, you know, how I felt and how well I was. Winter season was always slightly trickier because we were, that's when we were at our most kind of poorliest. That's where we get the colds and the coughs um but balancing it um was tough like I'd, I almost didn't want to pull out of tournaments if I didn't feel well so I'd, I'd go and play and sometimes I'd lose sometimes I'd just I'd just be out first round I'd be like coughing away on court um and yeah but sometimes I'd skip school because I wasn't feeling well but then mum would say Right, you're off to play tennis because you got it. You're going. You got to keep active. You got to keep those lungs doing what they're meant to do. <laughs> Amazing. I just think it's really inspiring, Katie. And at that point, I mean, did your opponents, did your teammates, you know, were people aware of what you were actually dealing with? Um, no, not at all. Um, we kind of, it was something we kept to ourselves. It was something we kept pretty private I used to rock up to tournaments and people would say oh have you still got that cough and I'd be like yeah yeah still got it um because it was just something that if we always wondered would people kind of think I'd use it as an excuse during my kind of junior career um and things like that so no nobody knew um but it was interesting one of my friends from a long time ago is studying um, physiotherapy and she only messaged me a couple of months ago and said like our whole childhood makes sense now because um, she she had no idea and she was one of my closest friends at the time um, but yeah one of the first people we kind of had to tell um, was Jane Rushby um, she took me away on county cup and we were away for a few days um, and I wasn't feeling very well so we kind of that's that was probably one of the first people we told and then slowly we'd tell a couple more people but yeah it's nothing that I kind of made everybody aware of. 
such a, as I was saying, I mean, it is, it's inspiring from a, a cystic fibrosis. I'm sure in the community, you know, just to show what you can achieve, you know, and, and I mean, I mean, how are you now from a, a cystic fibrosis perspective? You, you just always seem so positive. I don't think I've ever heard you grumble much about anything. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I was never a, um, a severe case. Um, it would affect me sometimes, but as a whole, I was generally a healthy person with cystic fibrosis. Um, we have a new drug that has come out a couple of months ago um, that me and uh, my brother are on. Um, and, you know, it's actually increased their lung function. Um, so, yes, I'm doing, I'm doing absolutely fine. Good to hear. Come on. Amazing. Um, so coaching, you're now a successful coach. Is that something you always wanted to be? You know, when you went to that careers officer at school, were you like, ah, eh, tennis coach? Um, I always pictured I'd be a teacher. So I always thought I would teach. Um, I never kind of knew what that would be. Um, but I ended up kind of falling into teaching tennis um and it's interesting actually when I went to we did a um kind of work experience when we were at school and I went into the office and said oh I'm gonna go and work as a tennis coach and they just looked at me like is that a real job and I was like yes <laughs> yes it is <laughs> so yeah I mean, so that's what I did <laughs> it's um it's you know same for me I mean you know I've as a junior playing for Derbyshire and tennis was a massive part of my life, a really positive part of my life. Yet I never really thought of it as a career. It's only more recently that I've thought, you know, I can, I can go into this as a career. I mean, the one thing I would say though, you know, tremendously hard work. I don't think people, <laughs> I mean, coaches together here, but coaching yeah. is not a walk in the park, is it? No, no. <laughs> so hard. Come on now, if you, you know, if we're, we're representatives of tennis, if you were selling the game of tennis to a parent who's looking at a variety of sports for their child, mm -hmm. why would you say they should choose our sport? Why should they choose tennis? Um, I think tennis is, it's, it's a different sport. It's, you put a child at the age of seven, eight-year-old, you put them on a court and you say, almost off you go, you know, in a tournament, you've got to call the ball out, you've got to agree the score, you've, you've got to deal with, you know, somebody may, might cheat, you've got to, you know, you've got all these problems that you've got to deal with at like seven years old. Um, and you do, you do just learn how to deal with it. Um, and I think that's massive, like in football, you know, your parents can be shouting at you from the side saying, do this, do that. You know, your parents aren't allowed to speak, really, during your tennis match. They can't offer coaching, nothing. So it's, it's, it is quite isolating being put on your own on a tennis court. But it really does open your eyes on how to deal with things on your own. You're learning, you're learning about life. I think that's a fantastic answer, Katie. And I think you're learning about life. You know, when, yeah. when you're put on that court, if you, you have to focus. You have to focus on what you're doing. You have to try and be organised. You have to deal with things that, that don't always go your way. And, and that's kind of life. Huh? Um, and of course, you can have great fun and you'll go make all the <laughs> positive things. But yes. it's true. You know, as a parent, I can't think of a sport where you're going to learn more about real life than tennis. So, yeah, great mm. answer. Come on. 
now i know i know you're passionate about the lta she rallies program i know you're, you're an ambassador mm -hmm. uh for that program <clears throat> which judy murray has really been instrumental in can you tell us a little bit about what the lta she rallies program is and what your role is yes so um so the program is to try and get more females in tennis um judy is massive on female role models um females being involved in the game um and her kind of the she rallies program is to get more female coaches so it's one to get females playing the sport and involved in the sport but also to get female coaches teaching the sport so that these young girls have somebody to to look up to and why 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 do you think we need to get more female coaches what why are we in this position where we haven't got enough i think um i think it's just it's one of those sports that i wouldn't say it's predominantly men um but i think it is seen that way to some people and i think as a female coach you have extra things that you have to think about you know you're not you're going to be the one to have a, the child you're going to need time off to be pregnant you know you're you're going to be that main carer for that for your children um obviously the fathers will play play a role in that but and then it puts it puts women off it puts them off coaching because they've got to have so much time off to do these other things but actually keeping it stable you, you can't really do. Um, so I think that puts people off. Um, and I think the fact that there are less female coaches puts females off working in that environment because they don't want to be surrounded by blokes all the time. Yeah. And, and from a girl's point of view as well, you know, I think the girls are going to react well if there's a female coach there, you know, um, if there's more girls players there, I think it's another another sort of way, isn't it, of, you know, girls just being put in groups with lads. You know, sometimes some girls will thrive in that atmosphere, but but sometimes just being having enough girl players to have your own group of girls, is, is that something that, that you feel is important? Yeah, I mean, recently I, I started one up. Um, we'd had a young girl from Woodlands, where I work, um, and her mum was like, I can't find a group that my daughter wants to go to. Um, she doesn't want to play with the boys. They're too competitive. Um, you know, the, the male coaches, she's not, she's not great with, she, she doesn't quite understand the banter. Um, and I just kind of said, well, all right, then we'll set one up. We'll, we'll trial it. Let's set it up and see how it goes. Um, and we have 12 girls who attend regularly between wow. the age of 10 and 15. Um, Maybe. and they love it. They absolutely love it. And do you open that up to other clubs as well, Katie, or is it is it they're all Woodlands players? Um, they are they uh, they were anybody really. They've joined as members, but uh, we put a post up on Facebook um, for anybody kind of in the area who wanted their child to their daughter to start up tennis, um, and and away they came. So I think it's if you've got someone at your club who can do that as a female then it's, it's absolutely great. But one of the big things I've found is that um, to try and motivate them and things like that, we I have said I'll do them a trip. So just to go and watch some tennis, but female tennis, so that they really? kind of 
understand, you know, this 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 is what it looks like. It's normal for women to play the sport. And so. what what tournaments are you going to take them to? COVID, obviously. Uh, well, yes, allowing. exactly. <laughs> yeah, the promise would be just to take them local, take them to the Nottingham one um, on the day when the, the females are playing, just just so that they've got something to look to look you, to. You to, well, to. You've got to do a trip to watch Derbyshire ladies, surely. Where are they going to yeah. be in the summer? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to put on a... I'm going to put a bus on. Yeah. Definitely. We need to get our players, don't we, to watch our county team support. Just think if we could turn up at county tennis with so <laughs> many people getting the chance going, it'd be incredible. Come on. Now, um, you're now joint captain of Derbyshire women's team with Louise Holton. Um <laughs> It's obviously uh, been a massive, massive part of your, your tennis career. I mean, how important do you think county tennis is? Um, massive. In one word, it's, uh, it's absolutely massive. I think um, it keeps girls in the sport who've played to um, a decent level um, and don't want that pressure of nationals and international tournaments and British tours and, and things like that. They, but they want a level of competition. Um, and county, county tennis is, is that way, you know, there's still the element that it's fun that we're there, you know, for a week away. Um, but it's amazing that when we get there, the kind of the passion to win is just ridiculous. You know, we're egging each other on, um, we're playing like three hour matches. Some of us, you know, only play those few tournaments a year. We don't massively play any extra tournaments, but we'll train for county county week. And then, yeah, it's, it's massive, especially to be there with your mates who you've known for however many years. So true. And, and you know, we've talked a lot about juniors today and it, it is something for our junior players to aspire to, regardless of whether it's Derbyshire, whether it's Kent, whether it's Surrey. If you're a county junior, you can aspire to play for your county team, you know, and we, it, is it a realistic goal to aspire to be Wimbledon champion? Well, maybe for some it is, but for others to be able to aspire to play for your county it is an incredible thing. Your, yeah. What's your proudest county moment, Katie? I know you've had loads, but as, a, as, a, as an adult player, what's, <laughs> what's been your, your proudest county moment? Um, our proudest one as a team and mine personally would have been we played one winter county cup um a couple of years back i think it was 2016 and we won div three so we got put up to div two now we can't remember a time when we did that um and it was a year where you know we were all still playing a bit of competitive tennis but nothing major and it was at Sheffield so it was pretty local as well um and it was just it was just brilliant we finished the day and we were like no way we're in Div 2 like we've lived in Div 3 and Div 4 um and what was also funny is that you know we we're always communicating with the men on their county you know on their county weekends and county week um yeah. and it was the one year that I think they came down as well. So they were in, they were coming down to Div 2. Or they might have even been going down to Div 3, but we were in Div 2. So there's still that kind of rivalry there <laughs> between us. Like, well, 
we're in Div 2. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was, that was probably the best one. And it's what a feeling, eh? When there's a team you win, it's it's anyone who's played a team sport and succeeded, the, the feeling of elation, of buzz, of being with your mates, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? So you're now, um, you're a student at Nottingham Trent. Um, you've, how have you found tennis at a university level? Um, it's interesting, really, because I didn't kind of go to university the traditional way. I didn't come out and do my A-levels and go to uni. Um, I spent a few years coaching and then thought, you know, I want to do something else as well. I want, I want to almost like a backup plan maybe um and so I went to university um but funny enough I went mainly to play tennis um I had a couple of years where I hadn't played much I just you know did the county stuff um and I thought I'll go and, I'll go and play again um and the buzz I got from it was just ridiculous um we were playing a tournament every week I was training two to three times a week um and the standard was great um we used to we used to hit in with the boys um and and the girls and the teams we played we went up division after the first year um so yeah so I really went to uni just just to have a go at the tennis again um but yeah I've loved it and obviously this year it's been a little bit disappointing because we've not been able to do it um because of you know all the coronavirus and yeah. stuff so yeah but massive and lots of people, you know, friends of yours um, have chosen to go the American route and you can have an unbelievable time in American university. What a setup. But it sounds like from the days when I was a university student quite a while ago now, um, but it sounds like tennis in the UK has come on at a university level. Have you found you're saying it's good competition? Is it, you know, the level's good? It's, it's, it's not professional, is it? But they're serious about it. Yeah, no, it is. And I think I think we've almost kind of copied the American way a little bit. I think tennis in the UK university wise is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, you know, we have the, the the kind of leagues that are going on. But then one of the biggest things is the books individuals. So you go and compete for your university, but you compete against the best um, in the country. Um, and that is, it's a real eye opener and you get, you, we actually get quite a lot of American students coming over to do their masters here. Um, and then they obviously take the level up because they're used to massive crowds and, and big events from, from back there. So, yeah. And how have you, how have you got on in the books, uni tournaments, you know, have you had some success there? Um, I have yet. Um, Two years ago, I did. I had to qualify. I did the qualifiers for the nationals. Um, I got through to the main draw. Um, I then won a round in the main draw. And then um, I lost to uh, a girl called Manisha Foster, who turns out she was really high up as a player when she was younger. Um, and it was just amazing. Like, to play at that level again um yeah so I have had some success I have had to try and play as our number one for a few years as well um which again has been good I've got some really good tennis out of it great experience and um and also that dream you had when you spoke you know 
of becoming a teacher. So it, it, it's teacher training that you're doing, AKC. So what's what's the future hold in that respect? Um, I think the future holds um, half and half. So tennis, I love teaching tennis because I love playing tennis. Yeah. Um, if I don't enjoy playing, then I don't enjoy coaching. So I have to really make sure I get that balance right. Um, and having a backup of a bit of teaching in a school um, will also help me to keep that balance. Um, and I actually found that when I was teaching tennis, my kind of favorite children um, were the younger age, five-year-olds. Um, and that's the area of teaching that I will go into purely because of enjoying teaching them at that age of their tennis. So. Brilliant. And whichever school you end up at or schools you end up at, I'm sure there will be a thriving tennis scene. Watch this space. Huh? <laughs> oh, now, one question for you. Two more questions to go. If you were placed in charge of the game of tennis around the world, you're in charge. You can do whatever you want. What one thing would you do and why would you do it? Um, if I was in charge of tennis, I would find a way to make those middle rankers um, to be able to give them the opportunity to match what is going on at the top level. So, for example, um, the LTA sponsor um, players who meet a certain criteria, which is great. But if you're just off that, trying to get into that next level is so hard, so hard. So almost finding a way to provide some funding to those people who are at that kind of middle level, you know, might play nationals, um, might be really high end county players, but just need something else to get them up another yeah. level. Um, and then I think we'd see a massive kind of increase in people playing at that high level, especially British players, I think. Um, I think that would be what I would do is somehow find a way to get them some funding and plan to go up you've got my vote Katie I mean if we, <laughs> uh, you know, we even in Derbyshire we've seen players who you know are, are ranking quite high in Britain but they can't make a living out of the game now if you're a top 10 footballer in this country you are making a phenomenal amount of money fair play to them if you're top 100 football player in this country you are making a phenomenal amount of money. Top thousand, you're doing okay. Yeah, when it comes to tennis, you know, if you're a top 10 British player, you, I, you know, it's not that amount of money. If you're a top 100 British player, well, you know, you're not going to be making that much money from the game. So it is, I think, something that uh, let's hope that that money can in time flow down, find a way because it will keep, keep players in the game for longer, won't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And the very last question for you today. Um, if you could go for a drink with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Um, I would go for um, Kate Middleton. Oh. Yeah. So a couple of reasons is, one, we always see her at Wimbledon. She's always there watching the tennis in the Royal Box. Um, two, she does, um, her and Prince William do a big thing on um, mental health in sport, especially in 
footballers, I think it was. And she also has um, a passion for trying to help young children get the best out of their life from an early age. So they kind of tick all my boxes that I, you know, appreciate and that I, I, I'm aiming for as well. Um, but also she's a female and she's a, she's a great female role model. And I also think that maybe that funding we were on about earlier, if we can get Kate Middleton on board, then we might get somewhere. <laughs> hey, Katie, it's a great answer. I don't know what the chances of, um, of Kate seeing this interview are, you know, I'll send it onto their Twitter account or whatever it might be. But I'm sure, I'm sure if she watches it, that you will get the call, you will get that drink. And I think you'd have a tremendous time uh, talking about all those areas which you're both passionate about. Great mm -hmm. answer, Kate. Great answer. <laughs> hey, well, well, listen, it's, uh, it's been lovely chatting. Um, as I say, you know, just on a tennis level, you've had an amazing journey but with so many other things going on a truly inspirational journey Katie here's to the next chapters and and thank you very much for your time no worries thank you <laughs>